0: hopefully you maybe felt just a little bit like you were there on the, the side of the road in the chaos of a, of a parade as, as Jesus came down maybe on the back of a donkey that maybe was a little more cooperative than Remington was um, today. And we get the sense of this, I mean, this really is a huge dichotomy, really a multichotomy in the sense of who Jesus is. That He is the high and lifted one, the the one who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, but He's also the one, as we've just experienced, who we can come to Him openly and honestly confessing our sins, and He grants us forgiveness. As I consider Palm Sunday, and as as we start this most important week in the history of the world as I consider the very nature and character of Jesus, what I'm overwhelmed with is how simply Jesus follows through on his commitments. How, how Jesus finishes well. Jesus finishes strong. I can't even fi- finish some basic projects in my, uh, my own car. Uh, You see this right here? It's it's been outside my house, you know, under the overhang for about six weeks. You know, and the the window in my car wouldn't stay up, you know, so I had to take this off and fix it, and I got it to where it's stuck up now. But now this has been sitting. So I've been driving with this off the inside door of my panel of my car for about six weeks. Yeah. What is it about starting a project that becomes so difficult to then finish? Uh, you, sometimes you know, it's, I get distracted or I get bored with it. You know, sometimes it's just that, uh, you know, I, just not that important uh, after all. And other times it's just simply that the project was a lot harder than I was anticipating. Yeah? And I'm like, forget it if it's going to be that hard. And when I consider my own um, failings and I will uh, guess that the laughter was a knowing laughter, that you were laughing with me and not at me, (laughs) that that you as well can be amazed of how Jesus finishes well, that he is a rock and he has a rock-like commitment and that's what I see in this last week of Jesus' life, that he finishes strong, that he follows through to the end. The passage that I want to look at today is found in the Gospel of John. It's chapter 12, starting with verse 12. found on page 875 in your pew bible if you want to turn there or you can follow along on the screen and before we turn there just to sort of set the scene you'll you'll hear here you know this is the parade that and it's this is good stuff they're palm branches they're shouting hosanna all of those things are really good things in jesus day you know you know we uh nobody says hosanna uh, today at least not outside of palm sunday that i've really ever heard and we certainly don't walk around with Um, palm branches but in jesus day that was a really good thing they were saying yes you are the marshal of the parade you're the one that we're here for we believe you are a special one for us you'll also notice there's jews and greeks jews and greeks in jesus day don't get along and yet jews and greeks in jesus day they agree there's something special about jesus And the other uh, folks you'll hear from are the Pharisees. They were people in power. They were some of the religious leaders in Jesus' day. And they were the ones that didn't like Jesus because as he was gaining all of this popularity and power with the people, they were feeling more and more threatened. Uh, So that's sort of the the, the scene that we encounter as uh, Jesus enters into uh, Jerusalem in this parade. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we ask that your spirit would open our eyes, open our very souls to hear from you, to recognize the the wonder, the beauty of Jesus, and to help us follow him. Speak to us in our own lives of, of the commitments to you that we need you to help us fulfill. Speak to us about how we need to finish strong in your glory. Let us not just have a wonderful remembrance of that day gone by, but Lord, in the power of your Spirit, make it real to us today. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, John chapter 12, starting with verse 12. Hear the word of the Lord. The next day... The great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel! Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples Did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went to meet him. The Pharisees then said to one another, You see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now, among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come For the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a huge temptation here for Jesus. Huge temptation to to not finish well. To not finish strong. uh, to, To... to be dissuaded from the path that he's been on uh, since the beginning. I mean, he has gained wondrous power, popularity in the eyes of the world. I mean, you, you, see, you know how this happens. One that has, is a charismatic leader with great abilities of persuasion comes along, and the crowd's love lovemen are ready to do whatever is necessary for him. And Jesus, I mean, he's fed them. He's healed them. He's raised Lazarus from the dead. He has taught them with authority and precision and life-giving words. So the crowd is there ready to do whatever he says, to, to lift him up, make him king over them, their leader. Not just the Jews, but even the Greeks. He has been able to do miracles. I mean, you can imagine if one would come along today who could do the same, just like Jesus did with the Greeks and the Hebrews, if one could come along and touch the Republicans and the Democrats to come together, we would all follow, right? That is what Jesus has done. And they're ready to make Him their leader. But Jesus was not distracted by this shortcut to political power. The temptation to Jesus here was to take the path that seemed right to men. To take the path that seemed right in the eyes of the world. Even in some of the disciples. But instead Jesus was locked on like a Missile to following the plan of the Father. The temptation was to go the way of the world. The crowd was there. Let's make you king. I mean, when, when the Greeks, it was so shocking to Philip and Andrew. When the, the Greeks came up to Philip and they said, Hey, will you take us to Jesus? I mean, Philip, he, he went to Andrew. Hey, these guys are wanting to see Jesus now. And so then they come, and you can imagine, these are sort of like campaign managers, right? And they come up to Jesus, Jesus, even the Greeks want to see you. And did you catch Jesus' response in verse 23? The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And then he goes on and starts talking about grains and seeds dying and other people being, and, and things in order to bear fruit. It's like he totally ignores Philip and Andrew, is, is not uh, in his actions impacted and affected at all by the temptations for power and worldly glory and popularity among the people. It's important to see this in the life of Jesus at this most significant day. He had one purpose. To do the will of the Father. His glory, His popularity, if you will, would come from obedience to the Father and nothing else. Any other suggestions would be a temptation to stray away from following from his one and only commitment. And that commitment was clear. He knew it. He'd been talking about it. If you read on in the passage, he'll talk about it more. He knew that the Father had called him to die, to suffer and die at the very hands of those who were at this moment shouting his praises. And he followed through to the end. That's what this week before us entails. Is that Jesus stays locked on to fulfilling the plans of the Father. He finished strong without succumbing to the temptation of the world. He could have taken advantage of the popularity of this power that was his and avoided death. But he didn't. He took the path of the Father. If I'm on that path, and I'm seeing where it's going, I'm going to stop walking. I'm going to change paths. But not Jesus. He knew it was going to be hard. He knew there was no other way around it. That it was going to take work. It was going to take effort. That it was not going to be easy. There are times when following the way of the Father is extremely difficult. And it takes work on our part and trusting in the very miracles of God. Miracles don't always make life easy, brothers and sisters. Miracles strengthen our faith, strengthen our trust in the rock so that we might succeed even through the difficulties of life. I mean, it's wondrous in this last week that Jesus practiced what He preaches what we've been talking about throughout this Lenten season. That Jesus talking about humility, about sacrifice, about suffering, about prayer. He practices those in these last weeks. He lives those out in a life committed to following through. In obedience to the Father. and finishing strong. Not derailed by the world. Nor by avoiding sin pain that's what he's getting at here at the, the last part of the, the passage you know when when philip and andrew come up say the greeks are ready this is the time man. strike while the iron is hot you can take the throne now and he says no this is the way to my glory Verse 24, very truly, I t- very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. The way of following Jesus will be challenging. The way of following Jesus will tempt us to give up. Will tempt us to quit. Because the the way of the world will be shouting to us, no, come this way. And we will see the pain and the suffering that sometimes it means for us to follow the way of Jesus. And our temptation will be to quit. Yeah, I love that speech that Winston Churchill gave when he went, this is in 1941, he went back to his school, Harrow School, and he was talking to the students there. In the midst of his speech, he tells them, this is 1941, there's a lot of evil that they are facing in Great Britain. Churchill is the prime minister of the United Kingdom. He tells them, never give in. Never give in. Never, 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 in nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force. Never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. What a word for Jesus at that moment. As he is peering at the week ahead, he's seeing the suffering, he's seeing the cross, he's seeing the pain that the enemy has for him, and he refuses to be deterred. I'm reminded of G.K. Chesterton. He's another old dead guy. Um, But Chesterton followed Jesus. And he said, The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. Jesus kept his attention on the purpose at hand and he trusted the way of the Father. And he calls us to do the same. He tells us just as he's going to die... And bear fruit. He tells us to do the same. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. On the one hand, this is really cool. I mean, Jesus doesn't just say, so you just got to pull it all together. It's just an act of your will. Believe, just this blind, raw faith. Just believe it. Now, he says, no, this is the way of the world. Just take a look around. God has given us a perfect illustration of what it means to die to self and live to me. A seed. A seed must fall in the ground and die so that then it may sprout life and bear fruit. That's the way of Jesus, and that's the way of Jesus' followers. Friends, God is not our consultant or our advisor. God does just not want to sort of come alongside you and me and help us live our own story. No, God is our Lord, our King, our President, our Boss. He is the owner of our lives. And what God wants to do is call you and me to live His story, not help us live ours. Jesus knew it. And he lived it. I mean, he's been there. Friends, as, as we stand on the precipice of our life, as we look forward, as we struggle with what we've got to die to in order to live for God. Jesus followed. He leads the way. He's been there. He had the, the power of all the crowds right at his beck and call. And he refused to follow them so that he might head to the cross in obedience to the Father and for my benefit and yours. Where do you have to die? Where do you have hard work to do in order to die to self and live for God? Are you tempted to quit? Are you tempted to take the way of the world? If you're a student now, are you living for Jesus as a student? Have you even thought about that? That, that As a student, you're trying to use what what God has given you to live for Him. So you, you don't take the shortcuts. You don't cheat. It's just not an option. Yeah, everybody else might be doing it. And yeah, the crowd might be saying, hey, come do this. Don't. It's not the way of life. It's the way of death. Even though it might seem like being honest is the way of death, that's really the way of life. What about in relationships? Are you living for Jesus in your relationships? Are you dying to self and alive for God in your relationships? Sometimes, like Jesus, you have to let your popularity die in the eyes of others as you're seeking to follow the way of God. As it relates to some of the powerful forces in us and around us, as it relates to sex, are you living for Jesus and dying to self? God created sexuality for a wonderful thing in a committed relationship of a husband and wife. Are you letting those desires die so that you might live for Jesus? I told you it wasn't easy. What about relationships with your your spouses now? What what needs to die so that Jesus might live in your relationships with your your husband or wife? I know you're longing for meaning and intimacy and pleasure, and it might just be that the easiest way to get it is with that person over there. Don't give up. Follow through. Follow through on the commitments that you've made unto God and to God's people. That temptation must die in you so that Jesus might live. Some of you, really, actually all of us, are battling addictions. Some of them are just socially acceptable. That's a hard road. You started a journey to keep alcohol, drugs, pornography, materialism at bay. Don't give in. Don't give in to the temptations of the crowd. Don't give in to the ways of the world. Don't stop that pathway where you must die so that Jesus will be alive in you. Don't give up. Maybe it's as simple as some of you trying to follow a budget. You've made a commitment. There are hard decisions. And you got desires for stuff that you want, but it doesn't meet the budget. Don't give in. Don't follow the American dream instead of following God's dream for you. You got to let your dream die so that God's dream might be resurrected. In you, Maybe in your employment, in your, your place of work. On the one hand, you can't let work rule your life, and you know that. God is your ruler and no one else. Maybe you need to let some of you die to the fantasies that you have for your success so that God's success might be yours. Or maybe it's just the other side. Maybe it's time for you to take a risk. And what needs to die in you is your sense of security. Maybe you're on a pathway in your retirement. Hopefully I'll at least touch everybody in this. (laughs) At least one time. And you got hard decisions. You've got a challenging task ahead of you because the American dream still becks and calls. It still, still cries for you to follow and, and sit back and float down the lazy river of pleasure. Sorry. I just can't find that anywhere as outlining God's dream for you. That's not God's story for you. But to continue to follow in obedience unto Him, fulfilling His purposes and His plans of making you a disciple and making you a disciple, a follower of Jesus, who then pours your wisdom and insight into others so that they will be disciples. And not just disciples, but disciple-making disciples. just may be that in in retirement, you have even more freedom, more choices which make it that much difficult. And experience and wisdom to pour into others who need you to follow God's dreams and not yours. Now, one one aside here, just a little bit back to the door. Um, uh, One, this is, you know, it's, little bit of my advantage here because you know what I guarantee you now in the next week this door is going to be where it needs to be I I guarantee you because I sat in front of 400 people and and told you what a fool I was I can't put my own door back on I took off and you know there's a little bit of an aside of a wisdom here that that I'm not Jesus and neither are you whereas Jesus walked that path alone we can't If in any way the Holy Spirit has in any way nicked you and connected with you in the ways that you've tried to give up, that you're ready to give up, tell somebody else. What what we need, not only is to make our commitment, to make our commitment to God, but to make our commitment with other followers of Jesus to support and help us and strengthen us along the way. I got a long trip ahead of me and so do you and we need one another in order to finish strong and follow through just like our leader did He refused the temptations of the easy way or what seemed like the easy way in this world in order to follow the plan of the Father. Jesus dies so that we might live and bear much fruit. Now we must follow him likewise and die to self and be alive to him so that we might bear much fruit also. May we, like Jesus, follow through and finish strong. Amen.